Welcome to Equestrian Movement's Best Do No Harm podcast. I'm your host, Katie Boniface, co-founder of Equestrian Movement with Sarah Gallagher. We work with horse riders who want to build a stronger bond and a deeper connection with their horses. In our first Do No Harm podcast, we discuss with other industry professionals how to work with horses to firstly do no harm and secondly support their mental, emotional and physical well-being throughout the training process so that we have horses that enjoy learning and ask to be ridden. Each episode, we discuss the different influences our training can have and how we can improve our horses' overall athleticism, soundness of mind and body, and emotional fortitude, while strengthening and deepening our relationship with our horses. Each week, I will endeavor to bring to you a new episode on horse riding, training, handling, and husbandry, or an interview with other industry professionals to help you address where and why you might get stuck in creating the beautiful union of dancing souls that is the equestrian sport. Are you ready to kick off today's show? Let's get started. Hey team, Katie here from Equestrian Movement and today I want to talk to you about our compassionate leadership skills. So compassionate leadership is our second pillar of our holistic horse handling program and what we really want to reference when we're thinking about compassionate leadership is how comfortable are you with giving your horse direction, how well is your horse receiving direction and are they seeking you for direction. So by the time your horse is ready to start seeking you for direction, you know that you're showing up for your horse as a leader worth following. You know you are being the person that the horse needs you to be to be able to follow your instructions. This is probably one of the most challenging parts of our horse training experience and it's one of the big stumbling blocks that we visit time and time again because we don't just show up as a leader and it's a one and done thing, we never have to do it again. It's how we show up for our horse with each and every interaction we have with them, everything that we ask of them, if we are stretching our own personal challenge and growth, then uh, we're not going to show up as leaders as well for our horse. And so that can change the trust and confidence in us. And so we have to circle back around and find a way of reestablishing ourselves as somebody that our horse is willing to follow. So sometimes we're in that leadership role with our horse where we give direction, give praise, give direction, give praise, give direction, give praise. How are you going to guide the behavior? How are you going to mark the behavior? How are you going to motivate them to do it again? Tell them what to do. Say thank you for it and reward them for it. But sometimes we're in the connected leader role. So that's the situations where you've asked your horse to do something and you might be seeing that resistance and we need to identify why our horse is saying no to us. Being a connected leader is active listening plus psychological safety. Psychological safety is creating the environment for your horse to feel safe, to communicate to you what it needs to have to be able to say yes to your ask we are required to create an environment for our horse to feel safe with us to communicate to us how it has received that direction and we need to actively listen to how our horse is responding so what that means by active listening is it means that we get curious about the behavior that they're showing us why did you try to bite me and it's not a you know put it onto them onto the horse or get frustrated and irritated about why the horse is trying to bite you, it's like get curious about why your horse might be biting you. And if you can get yourself into that mindset of curiosity, then it takes out the fear and the worry and the overwhelm and the anxiety about 
you know, how you're going to fix this issue. Really what you're trying to do is you're being curious about what your horse is trying to tell you so that you can best support it for it to give you a yes to your ask. When we have our motivation dialed in with our horse and our horse is seeking us for direction, the resistance is rarely work evasion. And that's what we're trying to do when we're creating congruence with our horse. Is their mind saying yes so that their behavior and their body is giving us what we've asked for without that mental resistance? Submission is when their mind is saying no and we can still force that behavior out of them through tools of manipulation and punishment and other things maybe like fear other things that might coerce that behavior. What we're wanting is we actually want the horse's mind to say yes to the ask so that their body and their behavior then gives us a yes. So that's why our compassionate leadership skills are the second pillar of our holistic horse handling program. It's not enough just to know how you're gonna ask your horse to do something or how your horse is gonna get, how you're gonna get your horse to give you a certain behavior. This is hands down one of the biggest mistakes that I see when I'm working with new students is I go into the first lesson and they show me all of the things that they can make their horse do, but then they're working on something new or they have a problem behavior that's coming up for them. And so when we're working through these cueing skills, these cueing skills are building language with our horse so that our horse can communicate to us its needs. It's not about what you can make your horse do, it's about the conversation that you're having with them in the moment of the ask. When you're asking something of them, are they seeing you as a leader worth following, willing to take instruction from you, and motivated to participate in the activity? So is their mind congruent with their behavior? So while we're gonna be really uh, intentional and strategic with our shaping plans, we've got over 50 shaping plans in our holistic horse handling program, it's really important to watch curiously how your horse responds to your ask. And then we look at our fourth pillar, which is our emotional agility. How are we going to support our horse so that we're gonna create an internal yes? And so an internal no might look like biological shifts towards stress with cortisol responses, uh, frustration and dopamine responses. So we're, everything that we're doing with our horse is creating and triggering cascade of hormone and neurotransmitter responses within the body. So we can either, you know, create an environment that's going to have our horse on our team making the choices and agreeing with us with our ask, or we're going to have a horse that's internal environment and it's biological response to you is a no, but we're still gonna be forcing that behavior from them. That's when we see our horses starting to disconnect, um, internalize, and then we can't actually see that the tension is escalating because they've just tuned out from the work. Or we might see them getting a little bit antagonized or they might start getting stubborn or reactive, depends on the personality type. So this is why our compassionate leadership skills are a foundational tool in our groundwork. Not just about how you're gonna ask your horse to do something, but how does your horse respond to that ask and who do you need to be for them to follow the ask? So if you think that you need some support with your compassionate leadership skills, make sure you pop a comment below, let us know, and we will send you a link to our next time our holistic horse handling program is available. Until next time, happy trails.
If you're loving what you're listening to on the podcast, you might be starting to recognize that trying to control your horse through submission-based training is the worst way to ask your horse to look after you. If you're working with or riding horses, you know how unpredictable and sometimes scary they can be. Unfortunately, most struggling horse riders make the mistake of thinking they can physically control their 400 plus kilo fur babies by moving their feet or spooking them into responding with flags and join up. Without giving your horse a reason to care about you and look after you, you will most likely end up with a horse that is disconnected at best, shut down or explosive at worst because they can't communicate their needs with you, especially if you are already scared, worried or nervous handling your horse. That's why we've created our new free online training experience, Building a Connection with Your Horse. This is how I've gone about creating safe horses for beginners, no matter the breed or previous handling experiences. If you want to learn the secret source behind developing safe horses that care about you and look after you without trauma triggering training methods, register for our new training today at www.equestriummovement.com forward slash connection. And I will uncover the three big mistakes you might be making if you're trying to build a relationship with your horse and how you can start building your horse's trust and confidence in you as a leader worth following.